This episode of The Big Chat has been proudly sponsored by Edney and Edney. The glasses are amazing. They've got behind these episodes that are going to be around mental health issues. Get down and see them. They're in Monson Road, Tunbridge Wells, edneyandedney.com. You can go and see them, get your eyes tested and just take a look at the beautiful glasses that bring you to life. They certainly bring me to life. Thank you, Edney and Edney, for sponsoring The Big Chat. Hello and welcome to The Big Chat. We get to speak to people about what inspires them, what drives them, what got them into business, how they found it. And some of these people you might know, some of these people you might not, but there's always a nugget of gold in every conversation I have. As an instructor, I understand the journey of a class. Yes. And as a DJ, it's really hard because the way that DJs want to mix music is they want to keep like a... a, a like a specific BPM, right? Mm-hmm. So the, the pace kind of stays the same. Whereas as an instructor, we need a journey. You can't have somebody, you know, doing 60 minutes at 126 BPM because you would just die on the bike. It's also brought um, the most fascinating uh, new experiences, humans and people into my life, as well as one major thing, and that is um, the ability to see how I can help and support other people, men and women, um, in life and business. You know, I am one of those people, if I do something, I'll do it properly. I'll yeah. stick with it. Yeah. And I'll see it through. And I guess I just, you know, I put myself in the right position. I, I met the right people mm. and sort of planned, planned my career. Yeah. You know? The Big Chat is all about collaboration and giving people in our towns the time to have their say their way. Hello, my name is Eileen Leahy. I'm the editor of Sew Magazine. And today I'm going to be turning the tables on the lovely Nicole from (laughs) Chatty Hatter and The Big Chat, uh, asking her questions. She's normally in this chair, asking her interviewees all sorts of things. But uh, for the purposes of um, today and promoting her brilliant podcast series, we are turning the tables and getting Nicole to tell us all about her (laughs) path in life, um, how she came to be a podcaster after working in London and, you know, just a general kind of overview of you and your kind of um, your your goals, what you hope to achieve with things like this. I think with any good story, we have to start at the beginning okay? because uh, we need a little bit of background for those who aren't familiar with you. Okay. Um, and yeah, we just need to find out from the sort of, you know, the beginning. You obviously left London. You were working in London. Yeah, I was working. I, I start, I, so weird sitting in this chair. It's so weird. Um, I started work. I, I, Tunbridge Wells, born and bred. Mm-hmm. I was born in Tunbridge Wells, grew up in Tunbridge Wells, never left Tunbridge Wells. Right. Literally 47 years in Tunbridge Wells. Wow. 
Yeah, I know. I <laughs> literally never went. But I did have a stint in London where I worked in London. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I worked in a few shops back mm-hmm. in Tunbridge Wells. But then I went to London, worked in London. Um, I was pretty good at sales. Yeah. Had a, had a bit of chat on me. Mm-hmm. So I found that quite easy and like talking to people. Um, and then I got into a relationship with the father of my children. Mm-hmm. And he got fed up with the late nights and was like, it's me or the job. Right. And so I came back and I got right. a local job in a media company. Mm-hmm. Um, which was a, a great media company in um, Tunbridge called the IML Group. And they were wonderful to me. And I worked there for eight years. Oh, wow. um, but then I had my children, mm-hmm. uh, who are now Elodie's 11 and Ruben's 13. And I, I, I couldn't do it anymore. I yeah. couldn't put them in daycare. Mm. And um, my Something salary... Yeah, my salary was just paying for them to go into daycare. Yeah. And I wasn't seeing my kids. So I just thought, well, what what can I do? Um, I didn't... I got thrown out of school when I was younger. (laughs) I was a bit naughty when I was a teenager. Um... But I just thought, well, what can I do? Well, I've been advising people all their life on what they can do with with their money, mm-hmm. advertising. Mm-hmm. Why don't I consult for them? Mm-hmm. Um, and I approached my employers. I, I did it the right way. I told them what I was going to do. I wasn't going to do anything underhand. Yeah. Um, and I actually freelanced for them for a good year afterwards while I was setting up Chassis Hatter. Right. I freelanced, sold for them as well until it just got too much. And then yeah. I thought, I've got to focus on one thing. So... Mm-hmm. That's how Chatty was born, and mm. that was coming up to 11 years ago now. Gosh. Yeah. And did you find it daunting to launch something on your own? Because obviously you'd worked for people all of your professional life. Yeah. To suddenly then take the reins yourself and be in control of everything, which is great. Yeah. But you're also, you know, uh, responsible as well for everything. Yeah. I mean, it, it, to be honest, it kind of like, it, it literally rollercoastered. I mean, I started off, and I've told this story before and very openly, I started off approaching three people that would match my salary at the time, which was £1,500 a month. Okay. I approached three people and I said, if you will each give me a retainer of £500 each, then I will work for you mm-hmm. on a retainer and I will consult and I will do this and I will do that. That was all I wanted to do. And I, the first three people I asked said yes. Brilliant. So I was very lucky. Yeah. Um, I had good relationships with, with, with people that I work with. And then apart from the fact that my son would bang on the door and say, mummy, I need a poo when I'd be on a Zoom or a Skype at that time yes. to the States, um, it very quickly grew and grew and grew. And I got to work with some really interesting people like Rick and Matt Sellers, who own Anorak, who were doing some things with Rio Ferdinand. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to work with a company called Fat Fox Books, which published the Children Need book, which was all um, working with some amazing celebrities. Mm-hmm. You know, I I'd, I'd kind of just fell into it. And then it just grew and then I needed more people but I wanted to keep that real vibe of have home working from home mm. we started off around my kitchen table in Langton um and then it just sort of grew and grew and grew and then probably around five years ago when my dad died got really really sick um and I met my now partner mm. Gary Jeffrey um that's when things really switched up mm-hmm. because then then it was I was approached to do something and I said yes. And then it really sort of ramped up what I was doing locally um, rather than I do quite a lot of B2B business as well that not everyone knows about um, locally. But so, yeah, so that's kind of how it all happened. It was a bit of a whirlwind. It was sort of the first five years. It was it was kind of 
going along quite nicely in PR and marketing in PR and marketing and ad sales and we were a total fulfillment agency we'd we'd purchase advertising for people we still do place budgets planning but it's become much more creative than that it just became more creative and then when Gary Jeffrey approached me about the soapbox race so that was the that was that was the moment we were doing PR for jeans which is now the shuffle house um, we were doing their marketing and PR and then he said to me one day, him and his son Connor said, we've got this idea mm-hmm. about this soapbox. We tried to get it off the ground five years ago. What do you think about this? And my team were just literally sat there just going, don't do it. Because, <laughs> you know, obviously everyone saw Gary driving around his BMW and thought he had oodles of money he was going to be spending on this soapbox race. And actually it was, no, it was down to was yours, yours truly to raise the money to put it on. But it was great. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. And it was I was so excited to do it and the project. It opened up my creativity. I, I realised my capabilities a bit more mm-hmm. of what I'd been sort of stuck in this, oh, I'm a salesperson, I'm a salesperson, I'm good at negotiating, I'm good at talking to people. But I never had actually really let my creative side out. Right. And um, this gave you that opportunity. It, it really did. It really did. And on a time scale, was this 2018? Yes. Yes. It was 2018. How do you go from sort of sitting around a table, you know, chatting to businesses via email yeah. or on the phone to suddenly taking on a huge, you know, mm. project that will involve possibly, you know, hundreds, thousands of, yeah. you know, people, money, pounds, etc. How, how, how did you sort of get your head around all of that? Or did you just literally go with the flow and did it kind of on the spot? I know, think I did it decisions? on the spot, Eileen. I think if I'm really honest, I literally was just like, this is such a good idea. Mm. I didn't think about actually the massive impact it could have had on me um it was stressful Mm. it was I'd literally just had my best friend my best friend passed away I'd lost a pet I my father was 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 dying in hospital there was a lot going on Mm. so it was a great distraction Mm, so there could have been an element of that that was involved but also the causes that we were raising for which was hospice in the wheeled Mm -hmm. and Eleanor the first year Mm. I was incredibly passionate about that and what they did and the hospice was very instrumental in my father's passing and my best friend's passing Robert Spurgeon so it all fitted at the same time yeah but I didn't realise the scale of the event. Mm. I mean, we very quickly, West Kent got involved and then they were building the chassis and then Rosemary Schrager wanted to be an ambassador. Mm. And then it, it, it just, you know, our first launch night at Jeans, we had 100 people. Marker Study yeah. were our first ever sponsors oh, of wow. the event. Yeah. You know, it was just, it, it was like this beast that just suddenly grew. And mm. then on the day we had 6,000 people there, wow. including Red Bull in their little cars, commending us on how well we'd done. Amazing. And, you, you know, then we're not associated with Red Bull, but mm. they were like giving us a pat on the back. And we was just sort of stood there like, yeah. How did this happen? How did we do this? Yeah. And we'd raised over £23,000 in the first first race. Gosh, that's So, incredible. yeah. Yeah. And then, obviously, you know, things went ahead for 2019. They did. That, that was... But it rained. Uh, it rained. But still, <laughs> it went ahead. It went um, ahead. We still raised £33,000. Which is incredible. Yes. yes. And then, obviously, a COVID curveball, curveball yes. um, hit the buffers, as it were. It um, and did you ever think at any point that, you know, you, you wouldn't you know, put this event on again? Or were you absolutely determined to ensure that the town had something to look forward to every June? 
I, I'm not going to lie, the second year I was in um, quite a bad accident and in my own soapbox and, oh you know, I've got a nice dent in my face mm. that um, was great at a hospital with Gary Jeffrey, all the nurses and doctors saying, how did you get that in a soapbox? Oh, wasn't Tummy Dwell's got one of those? Oh, no. Yes, with the organisers. Yeah. Um, so I, I was I was actually, th- it was a lot of stress and I, I personally lost quite a lot of money. Right. Um, the charities didn't. All the money that raises from the carts goes the charities mm-hmm. um uh your dear friend Richard Moore even said to me he was like you're crazy yeah. you're crazy why are you doing it like this but it was very important to me the transparency mm. and actually Nick Moore from Marker Study was instrumental in that he'd said you know the charities and everything should go very separately yeah. and so that was always very important to me but the stress level was high mm. But then the schools approached me. Yes. So that the gave schools approached element. me. And yeah. I was like, the school kids want to do it. They yeah. want to build carts and race year nines. And Such I was like, good idea. how can I not do that? Yeah, absolutely. And then COVID hit. Yeah. So we couldn't do it. Mm. So it was got to the point where it had to happen because... It, it it had to it had to happen sooner or later because of the children I couldn't yeah. let the children down mm. but there was a massive gap in the community for speaking to our audience mm. being you know the general public businesses because it's a great networking event it was yes. great for bringing businesses and communities together and that's how the big chat was formed right so literally that's, that's how the, that's how I just suddenly was like I got humor street artist in I said I've got this wacky idea I want you to paint these walls I want you to bring it to life I want to do this I want to do that this um, is in your studio here where yeah we're literally yeah. where we're sitting and um I want to talk to people and and bring to life you know the people I'm not getting to talk to through the soapbox and this all happened in lockdown all in lockdown yeah yeah. Had you ever done any kind of broadcasting before? Was it something that was no. completely new? I mean, I, you- badly on, if I go back and look on YouTube, at anything I've spoken about the soapbox on, I cringe, <laughs> but no. I think everybody does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I hadn't. I hadn't done anything like that. I'd Giles Paley Phillips, who's my uh, dear friend and mm-hmm. podcast producer and author, he has a very famous uh, podcast called Blank, and mm-hmm. he does a lot of podcast production. He's also an, an artist, a, a writer, He's, he's currently writing a film, a directing a film. Um, he's a musician. He's amazing. He was he was a real inspiration. And Chassie Hatter actually sponsored the first ever episode of Blank. Right. And I remember at the time in my office in Tunbridge Wells having a conversation with him saying, oh, I'd love to do something like this for my industry. Mm. So it had always been bubbling. Yeah. But the timing was never right. Yeah. But in lockdown, it was like, well, I've got this time, I've got this space, mm. I've got this, I can get this equipment, I can get people in, it's, it's socially, we did a lot on Zoom, Yeah, you know, yeah. we did some fun things with Zoom with Tom Swift when he was in his clue cracker rooms and, oh, yeah. you know, we, we had fun with it yeah. and that's a big thing for me is having fun. And about connecting the community as well. Totally. And, and charities especially, you were especially saying, charities. you know. How did you, um, the first year you obviously had Eleanor and the Hospice in the Wheeled. Second year, did that you? That was tailor-made dreams right. and so Hospice you, in the Wheeled. So you would always have Hospice in the Wheeled as the sort of number one constant charity. It's, yeah. And then you pick different ones for, because luckily the soapbox has come back. Yes. And last year was a huge success. Yes. You know, so after a, a hiatus of two years, that's yeah. not always you know a given that something will be a success again because no. people you know time marches on and people forget about it how did you keep the momentum going for the soapbox knowing that as you said you had to do it because of the children how did you 
keep that kind of flame alive as it yeah. were because it's it's difficult when the world kind of turned upside down yeah and everybody's attention goes elsewhere yeah I think I think keeping the momentum going was it was tough I mean it was hard I mean for uh, I own 40 chassis which I had to keep stored wow. so there was a financial um element element to yeah. it to keeping the company going which people you know we had to carry over a lot of the the investment that had been put into the race because we literally had to pull it in what March and it was going to go ahead in in June, June. Yeah. Um, we nearly did it for 2021, um, but I pulled the plug because I just, I could, personally, I could see what was happening. Mm. You know, Black Deer guys, bless them, nearly, yeah. y- you know, we, we were the weekend before the before after, after them yeah. and I pulled the plug before because mm. I just thought it's I just had a feeling about it and you know those guys I really felt for them yeah. um but no I think it's the big chat was a way of keeping that going and right. talking to charities and also we did do a soapbox series of chats with Nourish who we work with mm-hmm. and we now open it up so all carts can race for their own chosen second charity oh, that's good. so now it's much more um because it's great to race for two charities but the experience exposure that Eleanor got and the exposure that Taylor made dreams got mm. it just highlighted the exposure that an event like that can get for charities Absolutely. and it's raising the money is just part of it it's mm. raising the awareness of what they do yes many yes. charities approach us and say they want to do it because they want people to really know what they're about mm. and they get that platform to to, to be spoken about on yeah, um so it's and it's also businesses coming together mm. we've also opened the race up now so that we can have you know, friends can get a team if they want. Right. So it's you not could get specific. a team, Eileen. Okay. You could get a team. Um, <laughs> You've got a car. Yeah. You could get a team. I could do, I <laughs> but but literally, we you know anyone can get involved. But the big chat was a way of keeping that communication mm. open, mm. and then it just kind of took off and it snowballed. So would you say now that you're doing more on the big chat than you are with your chatty hatter hat on i would say the chatty hatter stuff we do we do a lot of b2b we are more of a podcast production agency right our website's currently non-existent okay. as in just a page because we are becoming predominantly more of a production we produce podcast series right. we did the tn cards for her the first right. year okay. um we did right tuition we did one for those but we've done a lot of b2b quite big scale projects and we've got more coming out this year we go to exhibitions mm. and i host i'm also um training to be a radio presenter for uh, west kent radio so yeah, i'll have a show on with them later on this year that's a charity getting to work with lots of other wonderful charities like pickering cancer dropping center mm-hmm. and d- d- collabs with all different projects um so yeah it has it has taken off now but the big chat is there but chassis hatter is more of a podcast production digital media facilitator, facilitator. Yeah. but we still write pr and we still place advertising mm-hmm. and we still have and we build websites and we yeah. do lots of things that so clients it's working ask. away quite yeah. in the background yeah but this is kind of you know eclipsing as it were your I personal guess. kind of interest yeah do you think you're unique in Tunbridge Wells for doing this type of media kind of broadcasting 
podcasting, whatever you would. I don't. Like I to mean, I don't. As. I would ask you, am I unique? I don't know. I think you are. I think okay. you are. But then I don't obviously, you know, come across B two B, you know, um, yeah. situations. Everything that we feature and are contacted about is, you know, usually sort of for public interest. Yeah, I think it's. I think what's happened now is that people are. It's been a long time. I've put a lot of my own investment into mm. things, as I did with the soapbox, mm. and I think these things take a long time to grow mm. and a long time to nurture and it's not just like you click your fingers and things mm. look all shiny no. it's a lot of thought as you know goes mm. into it like the beautiful magazine that you produce but, but no but it's true yeah. and it's 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 all the behind the scenes stuff and the events and everything that you do but what I have realized about myself that I would think is unique is that I'm also a trained NLP coach, master coach. I I was a yoga teacher for 12 years. Um, I've been through a lot of mental health issues. Mm. I'm in PR so I can interview people but get the best out of them as well. So people say they feel very comfortable with me. So Mm. I've done some um, MC, not MC in rapping, but master (laughs) of ceremonies for the Amelia Scott Centre for Picnic in the Park. Mm. So there's more of these hosting things coming up now Mm. and I do really enjoy it. Mm. So I would say for that... That, yes I probably am unique mm. because I find it very comfortable doing this mm. I like doing it yeah this lights right. me up yeah I leave wonderful. and I feel because I feel happy talking to people yes it's, you do and yeah. you're a natural you know you were saying you were a slightly kind of I don't like to have my today, photo taken but, I no, hate having I my photo most taken people are like that yeah. yeah but talking like this I love yeah and it what's quite clear with your businesses that you've been you know kind of running for however many years um you you do you do lend that emotional involvement to it you don't sort of seem to kind of step away and kind of have that you know uh, you know departure at five o'clock from the business you seem emotionally invested in it all and I think that's probably what makes what you're doing a success because you're not just switching off at Thank 5.30. You. You're thinking about it constantly and looking at ways that... And it's not just about helping you and your colleagues. It's also trying to get, as you were saying, the word out there about charities yeah. that might not necessarily have the PR machine behind them. You know, the smaller people... You know, when people are applying for the soap race, are they kind of coming to you saying, we'd love to, to be in it, because we'd like to help such and such. Yes, they are, definitely. Yeah. And, you know, and, and with the PR thing as well and the, and the marketing thing, it's, I don't get everything right. Mm. I've, you know, I've, I've made some mistakes. We all do. I've, 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 I've taken on projects that have been beyond me and I've had to say they're beyond me. Right. You know, I'm not f- afraid of doing that now. Mm. There would have been a time when I would have said yes to everything. Yes. And I think that's what comes with age and experience yeah. is that you know what you're really good at and you know what maybe maybe someone else should do that yeah. with you. Also, it's a it's a trait of a freelancer. You say, <laughs> if you say no, you're worried you'll never be asked again kind of thing. Yeah, so it, but now I'm l- lucky yes. that yeah. I can be a bit more selective mm. about what I do and don't do. And mm. and also, you know, what, what I can afford to do for people. Of course. Um, yeah. But no, definitely it's people we've never really advertised. And mm. so I have tried to step away from things before, mm. but I end up getting pulled back in. Yeah. And now I've accepted that I quite that's, like that. That's you. Yeah. That's me. That's how you operate. And I'm happy because yeah. it moulds with my life well and my family. Of and um, as you know, yeah. being a working that's mum. We, that's what we're all doing. We've got for, yeah. many jobs. 
Indeed. Not just these. No, completely right. With the um, soapbox, just to quickly say, how do people, if they want to enter, what's the best way? Go to... Go to the Tummage Roll Soapbox. Yeah, Instagram we're on or twsoapboxrace.com. You can still get tickets. We've Mm -hmm. kept kept the tickets really, really affordable. Mm -hmm. I think we're going to do more with you this year, hopefully. Mm -hmm. Um, And the big chat, we're just always looking for people. We're Mm. really, really focusing this year on mental health issues. Right. Any charities out there that want to talk... Mm. Anyone that's got a hit, it's a hero's journey to me. Mm-hmm. For me, the big chat is talking. It was at one point talking to businesses about what they do and quite structured, mm. which is great. Mm. But for me now, you know, it's if evolving. I was talking to you, I'd mm. want to know where you come from. Mm. Where was, where did Eileen grow up? Mm. What, what, what nurtured you into a journalist? What yeah. made you become the editor of So? Mm. I want to know about the person behind all of it yeah exactly and I think that's what's unique about the big chat Mm. and I think that's what will keep it going and growing with momentum and that's why it all feeds into the soapbox and chatty and everything else that we do so it's all interlinked isn't it it is really Yeah. yeah with promoting the big chat I know that you've obviously got a good presence on YouTube. Yeah. Are you looking to, let's say, grow your other social media platforms? Yeah, like, I'd love yeah. to, but it's time. We're yeah. a tiny team. Yeah, and, course, you know, yeah. believe it or not, I don't have bags full of dollar yeah. bills. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 one of those things. I Everything, everything I own pretty much goes back into what I do. Mm. And, um, mm. you know, it's, it's yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm passionate about what I do, but there's, yeah, I'd love to, I'd love to grow the audience more that, mm. but it's got to be the right audience. Yes. Okay. There's no point having tens of thousands of followers if they're not interested in me. If they're not if engaging. I don't, if I rub yeah. them up the wrong way, then, then go, yeah. go and watch someone else. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Well, obviously the, the, the feature in the magazine will, will help promote Thank it. Thank you. You know, yes. I think it will get the, the word out there um, because, you know, you're, you Unless you're a subscriber to YouTube or you've got an Instagram account. You might not know. You might not know. Obviously, Tunbridge Wells is a fairly big place. It is. I do think, you know, that our our role in this is definitely to help you, you know, increase that It's amazing. It's amazing. And you've always been so supportive. You know, Mm. you know, I love your magazine. I'm going to give you a bit of love back now, Eileen. (laughs) But I do. I absolutely love what you've done with it. I I love so. Tunbridge Wells Times have always supported everything Mm. that we do and been really, really, you know, I really do really take my hat off to to Kevin and the team and everyone that looks after things there because you know without the help and support of other people you can't do it on your own no exactly and people in people in time of think they can mm. they'll 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 find out the hard way yeah. I'm afraid yeah, no, it's exactly. better to work as a collective as a team absolutely. there's so many brilliant people out there yeah. isn't there oh absolutely and that leads me to my next question in terms of interviewees mm. who would you like to interview oh in Tunbridge Wells or, or well, I'd like to know. interview you mm. I would like to interview you That's definitely yeah. I would love to do that um but I think I mean certainly coming up in the future I have got some I've just had confirmed that I'm going to be interviewing Tim Lawrence who is he if anyone that's heard of the Hoffman process yeah. which is a process that was brought over from the UK um I think it's quite public knowledge now that I stopped drinking about six months ago but I just after my father died I went into a thing called the Hoffman process which is is a um, goldie 
did it and mm. Katy Perry's done it and quite a few people it's quite quite a big thing worth checking out mm-hmm. um but the guy that bought it from the states to the UK mm. Tim Lawrence and wrote the book the Hoffman process is going to come onto the big chat Amazing. and that he I was lucky enough to have him as my actual faculty oh, wow. teacher on yeah. the process thanks to this dent because if I'd gone the week that I'd meant to have gone mm. I wouldn't have had him but because I got my bump on the soapbox I was mm. pushed back a week and I had right. him as my faculty teacher so he's coming on so I would say that's someone that I'm really excited to talk to can you just briefly explain the Hoffman process just the Hoffman process is a week-long retreat where you literally go and immerse yourself with no technology no it's almost a mystery you can't talk about what goes on in there but it's right. a healing process okay. so it literally is no technology no contact with your family nothing for a week and then they heavily immerse you in meditation and several other techniques that have been originated from Hoffman in California mm-hmm. and were brought over by Tim Lawrence who studied under Hoffman mm. and it honestly absolutely incredible it for me it was life-changing that wow. was when my chrysalis started about a year after my father's passing mm. and everything has sort of exploded from there on in and yeah I spoke to him two days ago and he was like yeah I'd love to come on Coco I'll, I will be there in March um, sitting on your sofa so Amazing. he'll be coming up soon but more guests like that that are really inspire me well known but also linked with our community or Mm. linked with me or linked with something in our town because I'm Mm. very proud to I used to be like oh I've lived it all my life it's so boring Mm. well now I'm actually quite proud that I'm Mm. uh, you know I'm a 47-year-old veteran of Tunbridge Wells. <laughs> but it's a lovely town to, to be from and to, to, yeah. to be part of, for yeah. sure, definitely. And any other events or big chat? Oh, link? my God, I've got some, like, I mean good friend of mine, Jamie Cook, um, SPN, she is, she is, like, hitting it as a DJ as you know Mm. and I am blessed enough to be going on her retreat I'm going to be learning to DJ with her in Ibiza Mm. yes and she has got something rather special coming up that I'm sure you know about um in April which we might be helping her with so I'm talking to her about that and then there's a lot of other events we've been working closely with um the Pickering Cancer Drop-In Centre we've been helping them with their logos and their their website we've been doing they some, rebranding they're rebranding mm-hmm. so we're helping them with that and yeah lots lots of other projects in in the town actually there's mm. been a few that I've really wanted to honor that I did in lockdown that I haven't you know prices yeah. have gone up and yeah. lockdown was a crazy time mm. and I've had to say to people I'm really sorry I can't do that what mm. I said I then now yeah um but I, I'm always open to talk to people and wanting to help them anyone that wants to get their voice out there mm. I'm happy to do that on any platform that I've got that will help them so um, yeah, I always always try and sort of, you know, meet people's needs as best I can. So yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Well it seems to be a very selfless thing that you're doing, but equally you you get a lot out of it as well. Yeah, I have know. yeah, so it makes me feel it's, good. It's a two pronged thing. Yeah. And uh, where do you see the big chat in a year's time? I, I I think actually in a year's time I would I I'd I'd always thought, oh, would I take it to other towns? Um, originally, the soapbox, I was going to franchise the soapbox. Mm. Now there are many f- soapboxes. Um, I, I know most of them because of the insurance difficulties we had last year, yeah. which we don't have this year, thank goodness. Yeah, um, awesome. But it, it, the big chat, I could see it actually stretching out over to maybe to other towns, talking to other other places. I don't know, but specific, specific areas. Mm. Um 
I, d- I don't know. That's that's where I see it evolving. Mm. And again, this radio presenting, it's West Kent Radio, yeah. small radio, but who knows where that will take, or broadcasting or mm. podcast hosting. Um, I host a lot at exhibitions. I host on behalf of people. Mm. I host on other series. Um, but we also produce the series. We do all their audiograms. We do all their graphics. We do all their... We help them with their scripts. We help them with their logos. We do a lot more than just... And our new website, when Chatties comes out, we'll... we'll, we'll will demonstrate more of the digital side that we're doing yeah Yeah, so when does the website relaunch goodness me i mean after i've built a couple of other ones that i've got to build Mm -hmm. (laughs) as i say this smiling i will um yeah hopefully i would like to say by april it will be out by april but as you know the soapbox is june 24th so Mm. at the moment i'm chatting to guests every friday on the big chat right and the soapbox 24th chatty is a churning machine that goes on and on but if i could get the website out in april it would be fab to have it out but people can just hit us up hello chatty hatter brilliant and um just lastly with the soapbox race because obviously we need to sort of drum up it you know yes and uh, what buy tickets get carts (laughs) what will be new on the agenda for 2023 if if anything, will you st- you know will you stick to the same sort of setup because we're gonna have, broke? We're gonna have more food, right? Because we ran out of food yeah. very quickly. We okay. were told before we had too much food. Yeah. We ran out of food. Right. We have more food because we've already sold so many tickets. Mm-hmm. So I would say there is a limit to the amount of the part likers to have in. Sure. I would say people should start getting tickets now. Okay. I've kept them really affordable. Um, Local and live will be there with yep. some music. Well we've opened it up to um, to to let people come in as teams as collectives mm-hmm. so that's the new sort of bit to it right. and there will be more for children there so there'll be more activities so yeah. it'll be a bit more like the first year where we were but you know we'll have the climbing things and we'll have the dino golf and we'll have mm. that and we'll, there'll be bits and bobs going on that are activity led so a bit more festival feel yeah but the reality is people come for the races yes of course so, that's the crux yeah it? where we try to sort of extend it out and pull done tonight explore doing something in the evening mm. five o'clock people want to go yeah, home yeah, so yeah. Paul will be there with the local and live stage um pub in the park always get behind us and they might be racing they oh, were quite keen good. to race yeah, and there's brilliant. there's going to be a few different carts that people will be like oh wow they're here this year so mm. there's quite a different selection of people racing and just we just want to smash 100 grand so that's your aim that is my aim yeah. for this is to raise we've done eighty three thousand. And if we could get over £100,000 in charity, Chatty Hatter is racing on behalf of Pickering Cancer Drop-In Centre. Mm-hmm. The Big Chat is racing for mental health resources. Right. So those will be our second chosen charities after Hospice in the Weald. Um, but yeah, the main thing is buy tickets or sponsor us in some way because right. every little bit of money that I get to sponsorship surprise surprise does not pay for my yeah nice jewelry no, it pays exactly. for the events yeah. and it is expensive to put it on but all the money that the carts get goes straight to the charities i don't even i don't want to see it it goes straight yeah. to them no, and um and, and it raises their awareness and yeah. and it's such good fun yeah, and will schools be involved again? The schools are going to be working in within their own department. It right. was a big thing for them. Yeah. I think they will rejoin us again in the future. Yeah. But for this year, they're going to do something within their own school because okay. they're 
it's, it's a beast to do. Yeah. And yeah. I think they experienced, I did tell them yeah. they experienced it. But the ISSP, uh, we're still going to be talking to them, right. involved with them. Okay. And there are schools that are interested in racing, mm. but just not as the ISSP partnership right. this okay. year. So, yeah, we'll certainly be seeing a few teachers going down the track. <laughs> I mean, I'm, in, in I'm interviewing a headmaster later today from a school. So oh. there's all kinds of bends and twists around the corner, you know. Quite and Tom li- Swift, quite obviously. Literally. Quite yeah. literally. Yeah. Tom Swift and Rosemary Schrager will be doing so it. So they're still on board. And I expect you to be at the launch in of April. Of course. Absolutely. Yes. It'd be a pleasure. And just lastly, if people want to get in contact with you for the big chat. Yes. They should follow TW, you on, subscribe uh, on yeah, YouTube. Yeah, the big chat. Subscribe on YouTube. I think we're up to about 2.7K subscribers. But it's really organic reach. I mean, if people want to come in and talk about something, we they tend can. to get sort of thousands of views yeah. um, across all the platforms, Facebook, Instagram. Mm. I think we've even got TikTok. I have nothing to do oh, with that. Yeah. But we just, you know, it, we want to talk to people that are uplifting, got something inspirational they want to share with an audience. And then it's about them putting them out as well, putting out that message as mm. much as they can can so Absolutely. yeah that's get in touch hello at chassis hassa or just you know google us you'll find us if somehow you'll find us or just re- message me on instagram a guest this morning he just reached out he's an actor and he reached out and um an artist reached out recently and yeah just just get in touch with mm-hmm. us and and if we if we like what you're about then we'll fit you in you we'll know put you in the chair yeah we'll put you in the chair you're yeah, in my chair I know. well i can't thank you enough for oh, thank inviting you. me along to um conduct the interview i know very you know obviously i'm used to interviewing people but i'm not i'm recording my my phone but um no it's been a really enjoyable experience and i wish you all the best and i i really applaud people like yourself who are just so motivated and it's not done for the as you say the dollar bill the top dollar done (laughs) for the love of it and and to benefit everybody actually thank you Eileen. Multi, multi-layered and multi-beneficial yeah and this will this will come out the same week as your beautiful magazine oh, so good. we will be in harmony synergy synergy <laughs> that's what it's all about yeah. but it is isn't it it's about synergy and it's about collaboration Indeed. and it's about the the collective that's what i like now rather than it being um <laughs> the only competition i have is with myself yes indeed that's indeed. that's where that's where i stand on that you know yeah. i'm like one one shoe doesn't fit all but Absolutely. there's there's a shoe that fits everybody for yeah. each person that's so it's it's that's the way i see what i do if yeah. we fit great if we don't i don't yeah. i don't take offense we move on, we move yeah. on. exactly i we just move. it's um but yeah no so thank you for what you do for the community as no, well an absolute pleasure brilliant all right i oh, would well, well thank you for interviewing Thank you for inviting <laughs> me to do so. It's been okay. really it's been really interesting. Right. Thank you very much. Thanks, Eileen. Ah, thank you.